Hello, my friends, and welcome to the DDP for the 26th day of July. Thank you for joining me today as we continue our journey in 2 Timothy. I want to uh, also remind you that uh, we will be posting our midweek Bible study. We post it every Wednesday. It'll come at you tomorrow as we will post it uh, following the Tuesday evening. We have the Tuesday evening meeting tonight. We post it on Wednesday. Sometimes the video is up by midday. Uh, Most of the time, it's up by midday on the East Coast. The audio is up by the end of the day, usually. Um, And so, check it out. We are doing a little series on the church, and I have had such a fantastic journey, really, studying out what the church looked like, the bumps, the bruises, the the left turns, the right turns, sort of the, the rights, the wrongs from the book of Acts. And I think it's okay for us, I think it's okay for us to say that, that there's some rights and some wrongs, and there's them learning what to do and maybe what not to do. And it's not meant to cause us to be discouraged about the church. In fact, it's the opposite. It's meant to cause us to realize that there there are a lot of things we don't understand and that we're doing our best and that that's, uh, I don't mean we're doing our best to be saved. We're doing our best with what we know. We're trying to follow the Holy Spirit. And so learn with us as we watch the church grow through that study. Each sermon each week is titled The Church, and then we subtitle it something else. So you can go back and check that out over the course of the last few months. Today, 2 Timothy chapter 2, I want to read a few verses together, beginning in verse 11. We'll read through 13. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. This is an interesting little passage. It contains um, some fascinating language, sort of a comparison poem. Uh, It says one thing and then says another. It sort of stacks one piece of knowledge up with either in conjunction with or in uh, comparison to another statement. Let's start with what it looks like because we don't really know where this is from. He says it's a faithful saying. He doesn't say it's written. So he's not quoting Torah or Old Testament, but he seems to be quoting something. And Bible scholars think that this could have been part of an early Christian hymn, that we might be reading something that was popular in Paul's day, but that's not necessarily written down anywhere else. And when you think of it in those terms then you, it kind of makes more sense as you read it. When you're looking at this on your, in your hard copy, and I encourage you to go grab a Bible, and even if it's a digital version, but just look at this. It's one thing to hear it, but another thing to see it. Because you know how the book of Psalms, the, the lines are often inset and, or even capitalized at the top of the line, and they don't necessarily need to be capitalized because you might be in the middle of a sentence. This is translated that way because over the centuries, what biblical translators have come to understand is that it looks like a poem or a song is being quoted. So what we might be seeing in 2 Timothy 2 is Paul singing an early worship hymn. And he says it's a faithful saying. And and all we really know that Paul means is... um, this is trustworthy, and the trustworthiness seems to be what he just said. I endure, listen, I'm doing what I do for you so that you have the salvation of heaven. 
And that's a trustworthy statement. That's a faithful statement. And here's a little song I want to sing to talk a little bit more about it. And that's when the comparison starts. If we died with him, we will live with him. If we endure, we shall reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we're faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. And that, and what happens is we tend to break this down looking for some sort of theological treatise in it. And I don't know if that's the correct way to do it. Um, I don't think you develop your theology through the songbook. I don't think Paul's trying to tell you to develop it through the songbook. I think he's just reminded of a song he heard, and he thinks it has some good things to say. Now, that doesn't mean we won't look at it or we won't try to learn from it. It just means um, we don't necessarily... Here's what I'm trying to say. What I mean is we don't necessarily know what it means because we don't have the context of the day. And it's also possible that coming from the Greek to the English, we're missing something in the way that the song should rhyme. But here's what we can take away. If we died with Christ, we live with Christ. We know this song has to be referencing the spiritual death that we enter into when we meet Christ because uh, we're singing the song about what's been done. We're not singing about the death we're about to die physically but about the death that we experienced. And therefore, if we died with him, then we will live with him. This is that promise of resurrection. Again, this all points back to these last few verses where Paul goes, here's the gospel I've been preaching. Jesus is Christ. He's seed of David. He's raised from the dead. That's verse eight. And so now the little song confirms it. If we died with him, we believe we're also going to live with him. This is a reference to the believer's union with Christ in the way that he died on the cross and we died in him and we were buried in his death and raised into his resurrection. If you need more reference to that, go to Romans 6 where Paul writes all of that from, say, verse 3 to verse 11. If we endure, we shall reign with him. Uh, A statement about the perseverance in the faces of all the hardships that he's facing because, remember, he's doing everything for their sake. So he's, I'm going to reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. And this is what I mean by we we can break this down and start to take theology and go, oh, wait a minute. What's this? I didn't think he could deny me. Well, I want to say two things about it. Number one, we're still living at the time of this writing in the era that is waiting on the end of the eschaton, the end of their age, which we believe, according to the, the prophecies of Matthew 24, was going to happen to that generation that put Jesus on the cross. And he had warned that generation that denial of him was going to cause their denial. And so we're still inside of that context. And so that's a common theme among that early church. Go, don't deny him. And and so a generation did. And then their denial comes at the fall of that temple. But also the word deny is the same word in the Greek for contradict. So if you contradict him, he will contradict you. I like to think of it this way. If you contradict him, go opposite of him. He'll go opposite of that. I like to think that. that, That's just my way of finding the wholesomeness in this text, the wholesomeness in a song that we obviously don't understand because we don't know it all. If we're faithless, he's faithful. He can't contradict or deny himself. Um, This is a great affirmation. (laughs) Even if my faith fails, his faith doesn't fail. He can't 
contradict his own faithfulness to me. I'll contradict my faithfulness to him. He can't contradict his faithfulness to me. Man, that is good news. Have a great day. God bless.